0: Hello everyone, welcome to The Reach. My name is AJ Daly, I'm the Northeast Region Youth in Transition Ministries Director and this is The Reach. A weekly panel discussion where we talk about the latest topics. We hope to give you information, inspiration, and reach you right where you are. The topic that we have for today is the spotlight. Love, like, share. Achievement without commencement. We wanna talk to all those who have graduated from high school, from college, maybe a postgraduate degree, and you're not able to celebrate the way that you expected to because of the pandemic, because of the pandemic that's going on. We wanna talk about it, we wanna provide you encouragement and ways that you can cope in this season. With me, I have a panelist, let me just add them on. We have Dr. Cornelia Meeks and we have Alrick Douglas. Welcome both of you for joining us today. All right, so let me first introduce Alrick Douglas. He is the CEO of I Am Power. He is a counselor, a motivational speaker, a minister of the gospel, and a two-time author. He has written the books The Involved Parent and Nine Ways to Empower Yourself Today. Currently, he is working on his third book, he has a master's in counseling, education, and guidance services, and currently is a guidance counselor for the New Jersey Department of Education. Welcome back to The Reach once again, episode six. Brother Al, how are you doing? i
1: good. so good to be back here. Already.
0: Good, good, thank you. And we also have Dr. Cornelia Meeks. She <laughs> is the founder of Activating the Power Within. In 2016, after following the leading of the Holy Spirit, she founded the organization to follow her passion to provide solid coaching and mentoring to young women in need of support during life transitions. Cornelia is the author of *The Birthing Chair: Push Past the Pain and Release Purpose*. I love that title, which is an inspirational prosetry with that mixes poetry personal stories, and the word of God to uplift women to push into the God-given purpose that, th- that he has for their lives. She ministers through practical preaching and teaching of the word of God under prophetic authority given to her by the Holy Spirit. She has a doctor of education with a degree in organizational leadership and communication. Her research is focused on the stained glass ceiling and gender-biased leadership in the black church. She serves as the National Learning and Performance Consultant with the Veterans Health Administration of Academic Affairs, where she is responsible for over 25 national offices in clinical care education. Cornelia is a certified executive coach for the VA nationwide and holds outside certifications in master coaching and master performance consulting. Dr. Meeks, welcome to The Reach. Thank you. so glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you both for being here today. And again, we want to let you know this is an open forum, open discussion. So if you're on Facebook Live, if you're on YouTube Live, we can see your comments. And if you have questions that you want us to answer, we are here to answer them. Now, today, as I mentioned before, the topic is the spotlight. Love, like, share achievements without commencement. So as we get into this topic and we begin to discuss this because i mean like many others myself i was not able to celebrate in the way that i expected to right i had to do an online commencement today that's why i'm a little bit dolled up and dressed up with the tie and everything so even though it was online in my living room i dressed up for it and just stared at the tv like i was really there sitting down but you know there's so many people young people young adults who have graduated, they've had some achievements during this season, but they can't celebrate it. So we're gonna talk about that. But before we talk about that, I'd like to first open up in prayer. Lord, as we come before you, I give you praise, I give you honor, and I thank you for who you are. God, as we begin to talk about the many achievements that many have probably achieved in this season, but are not able to announce it, to celebrate it, uh, to congratulate, you know one another their family members the way that they would expect to because of the COVID-19 pandemic we pray lord god that you will be with us that you will provide us ways to cope with dealing with the loss of being able to celebrate the way we expected to in this season and that you will provide encouragement that even though we could not celebrate that the accomplishment was still achieved and that there's still greater that you expect us to do so we celebrate in which in any way that we can and we move on Lord, I thank you. I give you praise for what we are about to go through in this discussion, and I ask that you have your way in Jesus' name. I pray, Amen.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. So again, welcome on Facebook Live, on YouTube Live. I invite you, encourage you, invite a friend, invite a family member. And this is a topic that is relevant to you that you're dealing with within your family, which most families are probably experiencing because I'm pretty sure there are very few and graduations that's going on right now we encourage you to invite a friend and share so as we get in i want to also highlight that if you have questions drop it in the comment box on facebook live and youtube live and we'll be sure to answer them so i want to first start just i want both of you guys to just talk about your experience in pursuing your degrees right talk about you know how long it took talk about Um, you know, for me, you know, I'm sure it was the same thing for you, the lack of sleep that it probably, that you had to (laughs) sacrifice, you know, talk about, you know, if you had to work while doing it, just, I would like both of you to just talk about your story. I'll first start with you, Al, and then I'll go to you, Dr. Meeks. So
1: happy to be here. Um, so my, um, academic journey has been quite unique, um, in the terms of the fact that I, I never had uh experience where i dormed on my undergrad or my master's degree i earned both degrees while working so when i was back in jamaica i had my first job when i was 18 and i began college at that point so i had to work my way through school for my undergrad that was a um three-year journey Um, Midway my undergrad, I encountered a terrible sickness that allowed me to, I had to drop out of college for like three months and wasn't able to go back because I couldn't stand up in a classroom or participate. And that for me was a life-changing moment where I felt like in the beginning of it all, I felt like I was losing all of it. And so I too can identify with, you know, the excitement of one moment and also at some point feeling a slipped way. And I uh, miraculously got healed, got healed my body, and I got back in classes. Can you imagine losing three months of knowledge that your peers had access to? Mm. So I had to go back and fast track my way, doing double-up nights of work that I missed out. And that was the, you know, the, the moment of my undergrad that stick with me, that I survived. Um, that part of it and so that was why I was working encountering sickness and still went back to make sure I finished on time um, with my peers and that for me was a good cool opportunity and then when I went to do my master's degree I was working two jobs and so doing school at night time and that wasn't easy um, because I had to of my wife and two children and also doing two jobs and doing a master's degree as we all know here is a lot of work, a lot of research and counseling, it's a lot of theories that you, can, that you can just go there and say that something until you're smart and then you have to do the work, you gotta do the research, you gotta learn the theories, the you gotta do the internship, it was like almost 3,000 hours of internship to be sure I can um, practice. And so, for me, my academic journey, um, I didn't get to celebrate it until it was all over. I think um, my celebration began when my first client walked in my office. I was like, wow, I finally did it because now I finally get a chance to change someone's life. Um, Of course, I did have my graduation ceremony. Um, I didn't um, have my family in my undergrad, but in my graduate studies, my family was able to be there with me. And it was exciting, you know, it was exciting to march my graduating class inside a ceremony and just to be here and take it all the moment. But when I was in that graduation ceremony, I was reflecting on all the challenges that brought me there, and yet, even though I had the excitement of completing, I still wanted to make sure that I was relevant to the world that we performed me. And that was where my focus was, was immediately a switch, how am I going to transfer all this into the future? I'm shooting lives outside? So, I have had quite a unique journey academically, and I am thankful to God that I was able to maintain myself in that journey. Um, I don't know how I did it, but it's, um, you know, it, 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 it happened. And here am I today working with young people, working in my school district, achieving lives. And I just want to encourage anybody out there today, it will be as if, you know, this moment will not give them the expectation they want. Um, yeah, ask any successful person. Celebrations are not a measurement for success. Is when you're in the moment and you find yourself being effective, that's when the television really begins. And that's where I want to help um, try this conversation today. Thanks.
0: All right. Thank you. Dr. Meeks, tell us your story.
2: Thank you so much uh, for giving me this opportunity just to share my experience. It, ha- it has been a journey. It has been a- an uphill battle. And and the day that I that I defended my dissertation, I, I played a song that I that I heard for the first time at my daughter's kindergarten graduation. She's now she's gonna be seventeen in June in June. And the name of the song um, is It's the Climb. I don't know if you've ever heard it. It says it's always gonna be another mountain. It's always gonna be something mm. that's gonna make you cry, but it's the climb. Mm. And you know, it it it, it, it really just helped me to reflect back on my journey because um, at the time when I started my doctoral program, I knew that I wanted to go a little bit further than my master's degree um, because initially I wanted to be an attorney. Um, but I sort of put marriage first and, and you know, did some things that um, I felt that was going to please God in my life. And... Um, I I knew that teaching was one of my gifts and my master's degree was in education. And so I prayed and I really found that, that I wanted to pursue the doctoral degree. You know, it was rough because I was transitioning um, back from a suburban environment with the kids back into New York where I was raised. It was rough. Um, I, 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 I I delved right back into ministry, which as you both know, it, it's, it's hard. Um, and you know, I, I tend to put my everything in the ministry. And so it was, it was rough for me because, um, there were times when I I felt like giving up because there were so many things that I was passionate about in ministry and the time management and stuff really, um, sort of played with my head a little bit. And I kept saying, Lord, is this what you want me to do? Um, and I, I, shared, I, I shared, you know, with other folks that I was in this program and stuff like that. And while I was in the program, I, I really completed my coursework at in record time. But right when I was coming to the end. I've completed my coursework I, I, I started to, to experience a drop in my grades mm. and I'm going to tell you something I'll never forget I pulled over on the Bell Parkway in Brooklyn and this professor said to me she said why do you want this degree she said you don't need this degree she said you don't need this program why are you in this program I've seen your resume you don't need this I would advise that you come out of this program and, and, and just uh, forget about it my mother's my witness she was in the passenger seat and I, I, I experienced a dive in, in, in the mountain that I was on, you know, just like cause you start planning your whole life before you even finish this degree, you know, and, and, and I experienced like a, a hiatus. I had to come out of the program. And God said, "Come out of the program, rest, and I'm going to give you victory." Um, and it, and it was hard for me because you know you you have financing on the line, you have so many things on the line, and so I was I was at between a rock and a hard place. Um, and and while I was dealing with the children and dealing with worried about my future and stuff, you know. Um, God said to me, listen, you're going to prove me in this moment. Um, this is not about you. Is my strength is going to be made perfect in your weakness. Amen. And so He, uh, I remember my grandmother was sick, and we had to go to London, and God said, prepare all your paperwork, take it with you, and you're going to reapply to the program. I, I reapply to the program. This is the first time I'm sharing this testimony. I reapplied and they grandfathered me back in reduced uh they had uh the amount of courses that you needed to complete the program had increased
0: mm, tremendously wow, wow
2: they grandfathered me back in and all i had to do was finish on uh, one extra course and my residency and god gave me victory and i was able to come and even when i came through that 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 proportion i was like in a wilderness with my with my, uh, what do you call it? This is Mm -hmm. um, so it was a struggle for me because in all in the midst of it, I was doing ministry. I was under a pastoral appointment up until last, um, January, I had to take a sabbatical. I had, Hmm. you know, I really had to say, God, there's some things you have for me. You know, I'm a mother. I I don't like to use the term single parent, but I'm the head of my household right now. Hmm. And I had to really make a decision because sometimes when you have to prepare for the next thing that God has for you, you have to sacrifice some things in the now. And it was a really rough journey. And as you know, spiritually. Uh, you know, when you have a mark on your life, you go through warfare that other people Amen. will not go. Amen. You know, Amen. it was it was many times that I felt like I was I wanted to give up, you know, and and I would just let it go. But one thing that I learned in this entire journey is that the victory is mm-hmm. always yours. Mm-hmm. You just got to cross the finish line. You just have to have the stamina to cross the finish line.
0: Amen. I love that. I love that. And, you know, as I think about my journey, I just finished school and it was pretty much almost. I'm going to say like seven years straight where I was in school because I went for my master's and then took a small break and went straight into the doctorate. And you don't really... People don't really know the sacrifice that your family and all those that, you know, are around you have to go through. You know, mm-hmm. at least for me, my experience was I had four hours of sleep a night, three to four hours of sleep <coughs> a night. I, I would was working full time. I was doing church ministry full time. You know, I would... Literally get home from work, spend about an hour with the kids and then I'd be isolated just off doing either church work or school work. And I'd be up to all hours of the morning, you know, and when I think about the struggle, even like the, the our family having to sort of arrange everything around going after this degree. Right. There's mm-hmm. a lot of sacrifice involved. And so when I think about it, right, we had all this sacrifice and. I'm reaching the brink, the edge where I'm just about done. You know, like the children of Israel about to enter into the promised land. And, you know, you're ready to have a celebration. And, you know, imagine someone just stops you and says, wait a minute, there's a pandemic going on. You need to wear masks. You need to isolate yourselves to your tents. We are not going to celebrate going into the promised land. We're not going to do that today. So that's like, you know, people who have just graduated and they've had this success. That is what they're facing right now. And I just want to ask you, um, both of you guys, uh, and you, Dr. Meeks, Meeks specifically, how, how did you feel when the pandemic hit? And you found out that, you you know, you just you just gave a powerful testimony about all that you went through just to get your degree, the struggles that you had to face. And, you know, you're hoping that now this is your moment to celebrate. You have your family, your friends, you, you probably already bought your plane ticket already to yeah. go to the graduation. And you're like, this is my time to celebrate. And you find out, I'm sorry, you can't celebrate the way you were expecting to. So I want to ask, how did you feel when you found out that the ceremony that you were expecting was not going to happen?
2: How about the dean sent the message out? During my defense. Oh wow! (laughs) (laughs) My plane ticket was already bought. Everything was in line. My mother was texting the whole nation. She's picking out her, uh, her her travel shoes. Everything was going on. And listen, they sent the message during the defense that graduation is canceled. Wow! But you know what? You know what, Dr. Daly? I didn't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not a superhuman. But my satisfaction was in knowing the victory that God had already given me to to surpass all of these obstacles that I had that I could have, it could have been otherwise. I could have not even made it to that point. And I didn't go to my, my master's graduation. I did not go. And in a way, I would say, you know what, this is kind of good because I didn't go and I should have went, you know, and I felt bad for my parents. I said, you know what, this is my, I'm redeeming myself. I'm <laughs> going to go. I'm going to get some good pictures. And then this happened. But you know what, it is, it, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's a pride thing that we got to control.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But we have to, we have to see what God is doing in that moment. Yep, you know, and yep. really just be able to, Paul said, I, I learned to be content in whatever, whatever's happening with in my life. Amen. I learned to be content. And guess what? I put on uh, my gown, let my daughter do my makeup, and I did a photo shoot right here. <laughs> <laughs> because they they we're having a virtual graduation, I think on the 14th and yep. they asked to send photos. So I just sort of like celebrated that moment. My mother came over, you know, everybody was excited. So mm-hmm. you had, I, I just made the best of it. Cause I mean, can you imagine going through the defense and right after, right during the defense, the email is coming through. There will be no graduation. Mm-hmm.
1: I, wow. wow.
0: <laughs> Did you pause in the middle of your defense? Like what?
2: <laughs> I, I saw the email and I know they saw too. And, but they didn't want, I didn't think they wanted to say anything till after, you know, everything yep, was yep. over. But, you know, I was disappointed, but not where it hit me to the core. I was just happy that everything had come to a completion, you know?
0: Yep, yep. And, you know, I did the same thing, too. Um, so we had our virtual commencement today. I'm dressed up because right before this, <laughs> the family, so I'll explain what we did to celebrate, right? We, so you can't go to a restaurant, so we ordered Red Lobster. We ate together and then we got dressed up and stuff, went outside and took pictures like like it was an actual celebration, you know. So Mm -hmm. we still in our own way, we did the same thing, just tried to celebrate it, you know. So Mm -hmm. along that lines, I want to just talk a little bit about how can we encourage teens and even young adults who uh, had a canceled commencement. Right. Um, They had this great milestone that they achieved and the disappointment of not being able to celebrate it. What could we tell them during this time? I'll start with you, Al.
1: Um, It's it's, it's not really easy to say any one thing that will give them assurance. Um, Like, you know, we always talk about um, permission to feel. So we have to allow them to feel how they feel. Um, the, The truth is that not all the young people who are not graduating are sad and depressed about it and i think that it's very important that um we do not generalize an emotion because um sometimes in generalizing an emotion we give um, a false context to it so we have to let it be known that some young people are okay they're working well with the transition they understand we're in a pandemic they understand that this is unusual um and they understand that you know what there will be other moments in life but for for those. who are really impacted by it um, we just have to let them talk about how they're feeling and also um, try to encourage them to to see what's ahead that you know um, it's not the end of mm. every person that you have in life you know but also allow them to to, to just feel if they want to be crying one day it's okay if they want to be sad one day it's totally okay there's no really perfect um emotion um to to have in that moment um you know my daughter is going to move on shortly to a, um, a different middle school, mm-hmm. and she will be able to graduate with her friends. As a counselor for my school, I'm in, um, you know, I'm in charge of planning the graduation process with my team, and I have to be on Zoom every day doing, um, you know, social and emotional sessions with my graduating class helping them to understand that in a lot, you know, we're in an unusual situation in life. Um, nobody ever predicted this. You know, we had all the shirts ordered already. Mm-hmm. You know, we had all we had planned to have all these beach party. You know, we give them all the assurance that we didn't uh, do this um, you know, intentionally. It was just unintentional. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is what I call for parents and educators a growth opportunity mm-hmm. that we you now have to allow our um, young people to understand that, you know, you know, life is not perfect. And it could have been a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't it could have been a hurricane. You know, it could have been something other than, than the pandemic that really shifted us. And the more we start working with our young people to understand how to, you know, rearrange our reality mm-hmm. and focus on what's ahead, I think we as adults put them in a different mental state. Mm-hmm. And so we get to that place where um, we get them to understand the reality of where we're we at, now we have to now start to make that journey of progressing them into their future. So um, I know that you're not in um, college right now, but, you know, we're going to have a little celebrate in our house. Now We're going to keep some family gathering. We're going to do something local among us because, um, as I, as I um, end my thought here, is that um, so many people have forgot um, over time mm-hmm. the importance, family celebration, and I think that that is something that we're all learning right now, the importance mm-hmm. of celebration, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know we we go on the stage, but I think for all of us, what really captures our excitement is not really going on the stage to catch the puma. it's those dinners we have afterwards with our family and those presents we get. It's the local celebration that we get that really gives us excitement that all the light is going to turn on us now in our family mm-hmm. everybody to be important and successful and I think that this is a great opportunity for us to localize the celebration and bring meaning to the accomplishment of our young people I
0: like that I like that Dr. Mix
2: well listen I just learned a lot from Al because I have a I have a college senior also that's graduating this year and um, it's it's you know, I could pass up what's happening with me because maybe I could say this is not my first time. But with her, I, I, I appreciate what you just shared, Al, because I I wanna i don't want to generalize her experience because this is her first time you know Mm. and when i the day that i defended they made a whole seafood boil for me and all this stuff so i feel like just what you said i'm i I feel i would encourage people to do something special Mm. that's important to that person you know something that's without the noise Um, And so now I have to really search myself to see what it is that she really would love or she would cherish, you know, that that would really congratulate her for this this huge accomplishment. And I I really feel bad for her because, you know, she's never had the experience of walking across the pumps and circumstance. It makes me cry Mm -hmm. every time I hear it. And it makes me just I feel like a kid again, you know, yep. um, and so I would I would encourage people to take the time to revisit their next step. You know, what is it that motivated you to get involved with this degree? What is it that motivated you to um, want to study for this field? And really, whenever we get quiet, whether it's quiet time that we put ourselves in or our circumstances quiet us, it's our time to really see what God is saying mm. And I've said to her, you know, see what God is saying about your future, because you've gotten a freebie with what's happening. You've got a a moment now to reflect on what God is saying for your future and how you can move forward. Um, So I I think it's a time to celebrate in praise and prayer and find something unique, you know, that you love. And, you know, they probably get us to spend a little bit more money now. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're making, uh, you know, like accommodations for what didn't happen. So,
0: yeah, yeah. that is true. That is true. I love it. So I want to point out again on Facebook and YouTube live. If you have questions that you would like us to answer, drop them in the comment and we will be sure to answer and address them for you. So if you have any questions, it's an open discussion, you know, open panel discussions. If you have questions, be sure to drop it in the comment and we'll be sure to address them. So I want to now just talk about Some of the negative feelings That may be associated With a canceled commencement Uh, You know I want us to Just begin to talk about them And really acknowledge Those feelings right Maybe some negative feelings We may have had Or that others Like young people And young adults Who are listening May have had In having a canceled commencement So let's just start To talk about that And I'm going to start With you
2: this time Dr. Meeks I I think people Are are facing a, a A feeling of uncertainty Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know like i i can't remember any time that something like this has ever happened maybe maybe you know i'm not i I can't remember any time in my lifetime that something like this has ever happened because usually graduation is around a a time where weather is safe and, and other things are protected um i i feel like that people might be feeling uncertainty about What's going to happen next? You know, like, graduation is something that's set in stone. Like, you know that in May and June, graduation happens. Family um, barbecues happen. You, you know, uh, family dinners after graduation happen. And since this didn't happen, what's next for me? You know, like, how is my, my even my career path going to change mm. as a result of what's happening in the world right now? Um, and I think those are the feelings that people are dealing with. And I think even people who are experienced and older I, that have some time left in the workforce are also feeling that, you know, like what's going to happen next? What? How, how do I change um, my trajectory based on, you know, uncertainties? You know, like how, how can I steer my future now for success mm. now that that things are not the way they always been and i think um that may be what i i think it concerns me and i and i'm sure for young people that's never gone out into the world of work um you know or ever tried to forge a career i think they may be feeling like that
1: mm,
0: that's good that's good al yeah um so something that
1: i've always like as an adult um been mindful of is um you know we have this idea in counseling called transference and counter transference mm-hmm. those are right and I'm gonna break it away um, from that and simple so sometimes what happens is that because of what we go through that is transferred um, on others right and um, and sometimes as parents they may have never had had that moment of celebration in your own personal life and this was the moment that they were waiting for that they could at least join with their children and celebrate that moment for them because they never, had, they never had that moment of celebration themselves. And so it turns into a double loss now we're in this pandemic where the parent is struggling with their um, unfinished business and now have to document in the real world the unfinished business of their own child. And so we get into a place now where both adult and child are not finding the resolution that they need to move forward. Yeah, and, um, and one key thing is that um, in the field I work with, and um, I know somebody in the chat was talking earlier about residents the young people. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the field I work with, in um, I've seen young people go through so much, so much. Like students who have gone through the death of a parent in second grade, and and and, and are moving on with their life. In, in, by the time they hit third grade mm-hmm. i seen people going to divorce and mass separation of family and all this kind of stuff right and i've seen kids whose parents died in 9-11 and had to live past that experience and i know better doing the much successful things with their life you know i worked with um a team of people who this dad um his son died in the Sandy Hook experience, and they have turned that experience into a whole program that is going to be internationally recognized. And so, we have to understand that you know, in, things do happen in life, and I'm guaranteeing that this is not this is maybe a wake up call, but the, this won't be the end of our realities in handling a shift. You know, it's a magnified one, but it's definitely not the end. And I think that we have to see that our young people are stronger than we think, they have. A built-in energy at a recovery period that you know with the help of professionals and with the support of positive adults around them they tend to bounce back from things quicker than we do as adults and so it's very important in this time that parents monitor what's really happening here am I um, really sad that my child didn't graduate or am I putting <laughs> that emotion on them because I have had my unfinished business I mm. know that we're both celebrating I promised myself that because I went through this, I would never allow my child to go through this. And now this pandemic gave this a reality. And so we have to be very careful that we're not transferring our emotions into the child life. You know, we can give them tools like, you know, do the the coming to celebration, you know, you know, open an online bank account for them and say, hey, you know what? We didn't spend all that money on the shoes. We didn't spend that money on all this luggage stuff. You know, we didn't get a prom stuff and the limousine. But every dollar, I promise you, I'm going to put it in an account. And when you get to your future, you can use this money and celebrate however you want. How about that?
0: I like that. That is so true. <laughs> you, that is one of the fringe benefits that you don't really think about that. All of the money that you would have spent on the celebration, you now have that you can invest in the future that's open before you. That is an excellent Mm -hmm. point. We had a comment, uh, author Alice Farrow, please speak to resilience of young people and young adults. So, And that's right. There's a factor that we're not really talking about, that the fact that they're going through this and still moving forward proves that they have a resilient spirit and resilient mindset. I'd like to Mm -hmm. just... uh, for us to touch that just a little bit for those who are going through the pandemic and not being able to celebrate the way they would to speak to the resiliency that they have during this time i'll start with you dr meeks
2: i i, I want to say first that that the, we you know we use the word graduation but really it's a commencement you know, and I remember when I was in school, they, they used to say, it's a commes- commencement, don't get excited. This is just the, the beginning of the next step. And I think um, the resiliency comes in, in in their faith foundations and in the values that we've already taught them um, in knowing that, that both with their values and what they've learned in these programs or um, in school, they're now equipped to move forward. Mm. You know, and if this can happen to me at the inception of my career or the inception of of the next level of my life, then I can handle anything. Mm. Um, I, I think it gives them it it, 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 it. it strengthens their faith because this has this has shown that, um, you know, things that you never plan for mm. can happen, but it's not what happens is how you bounce back from that and and so i i think the foundations of faith and just the good lessons that parents have taught you know it it, it gives an opportunity because you know andre kraus said if i never had a problem i wouldn't know that god could solve them let's mm. be real amen you know you really gotta have um a tight spot in order to put um your survival skills in action and i think that's this is a time for these uh, young people to really prove god
0: i love that i love that al you want to add to that
1: that, so, historically church, you know, with psychology, because it defies at some point in spirituality, mm-hmm. but somebody who is in a psychological world, right, um, I tend to focus on mindfulness, right, and, and mindfulness um, seeks to bring us in a place of, okay, stay in the here and now, right, mm-hmm. so what's happening here and now? I'm safe, I'm, he- I'm healthy, I have my family, I have gotten to a college or I've chosen to take a gap year so whatever my reality is I am being present with that reality right Um, I'm not on a ventilator I don't need I'm not like I'm not dying from this life we have we have 70,000 people that passed away from the virus they become um, the research bodies that are going to tell the future of how we can get protected and so while these families are mourning, you know, I think, um, you know, we we, we should be preparing ourselves to help them when all of this is over to memorialize what those families endured, nothing of your own fault, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's very important that we have these um, quality conversation with our um, young people that, you know what, I understand that you are not able to walk the stage and get the cheers, but on the other side of this, we have mourning, massive mourning taking mm. place. Those families would have a chance to really um, mourn like they used to. And similarly, we will not have the chance to celebrate a graduation like it used to. And, you know, in reality, at least we cannot look to the future. For those families, their, their moment of, of, of celebration is all gone. At least we can celebrate another graduation, or we can have a party when it's all over. You know, those bodies are already on the ground. The people are already move on, and now these people are still mourning. Mm. And I think and because we're dealing with young people who, are, who have the cognitive ability to process this reality, we can have that mindful moment that we really have some things that we can be grateful for. We don't have the graduation the cap and the gown, but we have future moments to tap into those families don't. And so when we talk about the resilience is now you know we can bounce back from this and yes, yes. making functional plans for our future. Okay? Um so a part of the resilience is you know, what can you use this experience to teach you for your future self, right? Um you we are all in this moment historians in the making. We're documenting a real life story mm-hmm. that will be read for generations. And what are you doing in this moment? What are you documenting? What are you journaling right now? Mm-hmm. Could that bestseller that helps somebody? Or you could write the book right now for the graduating class of 2025 mm-hmm. to tell them a struggle if we hit something else in the future. And so we have to focus on not what we suffered, but what we survived amen i
0: love that i love that that's an excellent point point. and i think about it from this perspective just think about it you graduated in the midst of this pandemic this is not only a story that you can tell your grandkids but this is a story that is a testimony for others that in the midst of all that was going on not only did you survive but you thrived you were able to achieve something that is an awesome testimony thats is an. isn't i'm I mean yes we think about the negative factors of the pandemic happening but just think about that one thing that you have that testimony that in the midst of a pandemic you did not only survive but you thrived you achieved something that many may not have been able to achieve even if the pandemic was there or not that is something to give God praise for that I mean just think about it In the middle of the pandemic, at least for me, I was still working on my dissertation. I was still getting ready to defend. So all of this craziness is happening and you still have to push forward that. And that speaks to me. That speaks to the resiliency that you have inside that you may not have even realized you have if it wasn't for this pandemic. You didn't realize you had it until you had to use it. You know, so I think that is one thing that we can thank God for that. Even with all that we you can think about all the struggles that it took to get to this point, and the greater struggle. This the last time this happened was in 1918, over a hundred years ago. And this is happening to you, yet God has still sustained you to continue on, to graduate, and to move forward. That's the testimony, right there. That's a yeah, testimony. So-, so again, I want to open it up for those in the chat and YouTube on YouTube Live and Facebook Live. We are taking questions in the comments. So as we move forward, if you have a question that you want us to address, please drop it in the comment and we will be sure to address that question. So I wanna go to the next question is, what should young people be more fascinated with? The achievement or the announcement? What should they be more fascinated with? So I wanna start with you, Al. All right,
1: so um, I think that um, Like it's something I learned personally that um, private work brings public success, Mm. right? And I think that um, because of the evolution of social media and all of the um, like, love, share that we grew up, we we evolved into over time. It seems as if the 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 accomplishment, right, um, is. Is, is is put on the on, on the the back burner and which i have focused more on just that everybody knowing what i've been i've had um, experience mm. and all this stuff but I think that um something that we need to also tell and, and i think as adults we need to be more honest with our young people like I'm um, successful people don't feel successful when they're going when they're going through it. Mm. You know, you know, you know, by the time you feel successful, you're already tied up into another commitment of struggle. And mm. so you know success success is not measured in a moment. It's a is a continual evolution um, of, of just being um for being um living on purpose. Mm. And so like I was sharing today um with um You know, ourselves in the the backdrop is that um, there's so much achievement that I got in grad school that has not gone public. And I wouldn't even use this platform to make it public either Mm -hmm. because it it, it does good for the one person who I'm empowering. And it may not be everybody's story, right, for those who have not gone on a journey. But I've gotten, I could say, the red carpet rolled out for me in my grad school experience. And um, it's, it was so good to feel celebrated and feeling so accomplished and to have my my dad and my parents and to have all of that, like, you know, cut engraved objects that they gave me and all of these facts and your name go on the big screen and you get all the celebration and you're in the top 10% of university graduation. And that feels good. But that didn't make me an effective counselor that didn't make me an empowerment coach it was my ability to apply the knowledge that i garnered on the way and to help change lives and i think that um if we want to help this generation move forward we have to let them understand that your biggest success in life is not going to be the announcement that goes on a post it's going to be the impact that you make in the lives that are going to come in your path
0: mm, that's beautiful that's beautiful dr mix
2: Mm-hmm. I, I I really think um, you know sometimes we tend to to uh, diminish or or make the, the the announcement unimportant. It is important, um, but you know when I was I was an RA in our uh, college and I used to put quotes on my board every day, and one of my favorite quotes was "The road to success is always under construction," mm-hmm. and I think um, you know I think that um the experience that we have is what is what i value to our lives you know so it's not that the announcement is not important but if if you just like al said if i was to write down every little thing about myself that you know was important or all my achievements first of all people would probably roll their eyes <laughs> and second of all you know i would get tired of looking at i'm like you know what is going on but uh, And I think it's important for us to take the time to acknowledge what we've done in our lives. It, it is important. Um, and a lot of times, I know I've done a lot of coaching with women... Um one of my first jobs when I came back to New York was welfare to work uh, programs where I would coach women into into you know going back into the workforce, and and they would say I have nothing to put on a resume. I say yes, you do. You know you have to go through your accomplishments and stuff. And sometimes because they weren't celebrated in those accomplishments, mm-hmm. they feel like it's nothing. But it's really your it's really your uh you're on a journey. You know, and everything that you achieve and every experience, even your failures, mm. is a part of your narrative of success. You know, it's a part. And, and, and sometimes you say, like, you know, some some of the women that I even interviewed for my dissertation, they were like, me? Who, me? You want to interview me? And I'm like, have you looked at your resume? You know, no one has probably celebrated you for this and probably put your name in lights. Mm. But it has been the experience. It's been the roles that you've taken. I mean, one of my f- favorite poems is The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost. You know, it's the choices that you've made. It's is the paths that you've gone down. So true. That nobody nobody the, the paths that were not lit. Nobody had, had spotlights on it. You know what I mean? It wasn't yep, yep. Broadway. You didn't go down Broadway. You went down the side street. You know what I mean? You went down Canal Street or whatever. But it 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 it's I, I think it's it's just the journey you know, that, that, that is important. And once you've completed that journey, once you've documented that journey, guess what? It's easy to put in an announcement, mm-hmm. but the work has, has to be done first.
0: Yes, I love that, I love that. And I just, I, I have this question. So we live in a generation and a time where people broadcast everything on social media. And we're talking about the announcement and the achievement, like really um, announcing it. So I'll, I'll put it in this context. I read an article and I think i had even posted it at one point. I read an article about a, a older guy, more, more, more wise, you know, and he said that this generation loves to broadcast everything on social media. And he pointed out that in broadcasting our every achievement, you're alerting your enemies. So broadcasting your achievements, broadcasting what you intend to do, you're alerting your enemies of your intent. And I thought that was such a profound, Uh, thing to say because if you think about it and he's talked about people you know saying that their next steps are that they just graduated and they're about to do this and then they find that they're dealing with things that they never thought they would deal with and he was pointing out that if you have people that are against you right people that are working against you you're essentially highlighting to them what your intentions are therefore giving them more of a way to effectively try and stop it right so there's the announcing, you know, whether it's, you know, personally with your family, jotting it down so you have a marker of, you know, what you've already accomplished and what you seek to accomplish, you know, whether your own private journal or whatever it may be, your own CV, your own resume. And then there is the social media aspect of it. And we all do it, you know, um, once you, you know, graduate or achieve a milestone, often we want to share it on social media. Is there a balance between the two? And how should we approach it? Because what I've noticed, at least with this generation and the generation under us, is that when they put something on social media that they're proud of, right, and they don't get the reaction that they expected, or in other words, they don't get the likes that they expected, that it starts to affect them. So I want to begin to just talk about that a little bit, about, you know, the achievement and the announcement. And grappling that with social media and, um, you know, whether we should broadcast everything, you know, our achievements, our plans and everything, or whether we should reserve certain things for those closest to us. So I'll start with you, Al, and then I'll go to Dr. Meeks.
1: Okay. So I look at an announcement as an an advertisement, right? And um, so when I make an announcement, I'm, I'm personally advertising myself to the world. Um, I know that Doctor Meeks can agree with me, and, and you too, AJ. That the more accomplished you are, is the more you struggle to advertise yourself mm. because you are struggling with not only what you did really accomplish, but is um will someone look at that accomplishment uh, as me being um a brag, a brag? You know, like am I bragging about my what I've been through, right? And I believe that there is um. There's sometimes that we need to advertise for like promotional purposes. So if I'm in my business, I'm going to advertise that, yes, I have a master's degree in counseling, and then you guys may talk about your doctoral accomplishments. And that's functional advertising because it helps to give you authority on the topics that you're speaking about, and that's why we study. We study to our voice on the topic. Otherwise, why should anyone believe in us? And sometimes you have to go public and share what you've accomplished so you can get authority on the topic but there's another part of it now where i'm seeing over time where it seems as if people are not seeking authority on what they've studied but value right Mm. and i think that um, if we're going in the social media to get value from people sometimes you're meeting all kind of people who are struggling with their own self when they may not find value in what you value they may not find success in what you have been successful successful in. And so it's very, very important that we understand that when we go public, that we're also understanding that, you know what, there's somebody else on the other side who may not need to hear that I have um, a PhD or a master's degree. They may need to hear that I have, I survived a terrible illness while I was studying because uh, maybe where, where they're at is not at the point of accomplishment maybe they're at a the point of trial and testing. And so I always look to my audience and say to myself, what would this benefit them if I share it? And so I look in my personal life, and I look at my personal life like, none of the parents whose students I work with knew that I graduated top of my class in grad school. They don't need to know that, right? I don't put it on my desk. I don't have, I don't have one certificate in my office. Because that means nothing to the poor young kids behind. We're coming uh, to see all that celebration behind. But what I use to help me to move forward is when those parents send an email and say, my child came home today, and they're so happy to have you as a counselor. You are a godsend. You really helped change your life. We're so thankful for you. Then I sit back in my chair, and I said to myself, wow, well, Al, you really learned something from that mm-hmm. experience as well all those late nights of studies, all those exam and testing you went through, really paid off. Like, you know, you're really changing lives. And I used that to boost myself. But if I I can assure you or anyone that my accomplishment in my studies are gonna be celebrated by everyone I come in contact with. Mm. Because those parents who may not find me as being valuable at, at all, and I can't control that narrative as well. And so what happened is that when we go online and post, it seems as if now people are looking for an affirmation and, a, and they have a value-added version of your accomplishment, where I'm not looking for somebody to tell me, oh, you're really smart, oh, you really accomplished, oh, you really are good at that. And what happens, as you were saying, AJ, sometimes people are not going to always follow our story. There are more than us on social media. There are hundreds of people posting daily. There are so many other people who have master's degree. There are so many other people who have PhD. And so I cannot go on that platform to see a value to what I have accomplished. My value must be measured by the change I create.
0: I love that. And I just want to add this comment. And I think you're right, it's about intent. Maggie B said, your success also can also motivate one to press towards their goal so I I just want to highlight that in right before I hand it over to Dr Meeks because that is also a caveat right there's you know those who are trying to see what you're doing and maybe want your demise and then there's the encouragement aspect that you can give others in announcing in a sense your success so Dr Meeks I'll, I'll turn it to
2: you now you know one of the things that I deal with in my ministry is transparency um, and it's because I believe that um, the Bible said by the, the word, the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, we overcome. And so when we when we speak words of encouragement and, and we testify about our circumstances, I think people um, receive encouragement to move on to the next level in their lives. Um, But I think sometimes the spirit of pride stops us from doing that Mm. because we want people to see the finished product in Mm. ourselves. Mm. And certainly there's there's a time and a place for that. But I think as people, women and, and, and men of God in ministry, I think it's important for us to recognize that our life is a testimony, it's a living testimony. And so even if you feel like you may have to clean it up a bit, it's important to share your story. Um the thing about when I when I finished, I really wasn't gonna say anything. My kids said, Mommy, you better say
0: something.
2: (laughs) Listen, um, my mother, she doesn't answer the phone when she's at work. She's a registered nurse. She does not pick up the phone on her shift. And that day when I finished She picked up her phone and texts were going out. She wanted to celebrate and tell people that I had received the victory, whether they were happy to hear it or not, because I know what I had gone through. Mm -hmm. But in the midst of it, I want to be able to share, you know, what God has brought me through. The thing about it is, is that we have to be careful about oversharing in the sense that we have the wrong motive to brag, Mm. you know, or to share things that have no, you know, I just want to show because the Bible says, listen, if you're looking for the applause of men, that's all you're going to get. I wish I had the reference right here to preach that one, okay? If you're looking for the applause of men, that is your reward. So we gotta be careful, you know, I I really appreciate you, Al, for sharing, you know, how you impact the lives of people and how there's confidentiality in that, you know, and so sometimes you can't, you can't tell everything, but you know what? Your life is gonna speak for you and my life is gonna speak for me and, and so sometimes I think that i think it's good to you know we go on vacation we take pics you know we show stuff and everything but i think is i think to keep the enemy out of our lives i think sometimes we really need to 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 taper down on that you know there's a saying in jamaica you know i don't sound like a jamaican but you know i'm a born jamaican (laughs) the higher the monkey climb the more his backside is exposed listen when you're going up to higher levels, you need covering. You need coverage. Listen, mm. you need to you need to find yourself more in the secret place than you are on the mountaintop trying to announce to everybody. Place. You
1: secret
2: know? Place. <laughs> Amen. Uh? Amen.
1: The secret place
0: is powerful. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's awesome. That's awesome. And that is so true. You brought out two dynamic points. One, you know, you need that covering and not really exposing yourself when you're going up and climbing that mountain, but also the aspect of transparency in your testimony. And without that transparency, it could be a sense of pride that, you know, trying to get accolades from man. And that transparency is really what helps people because you can tell someone, yes, I've accomplished all these great things. But most people, what they'll do is they'll put you on a pedestal and consider you superhuman. Like no one can really achieve that. But when you bring mm-hmm. into perspective, no, I was a mom. I was raising kids. I was still working. I was staying up late at night. I, they can then see themselves in you and say, if you can do it, and, and seeing you holistically making this accomplishment achievable, if you can do it, then I know I can. And I think that's mm-hmm. the key. I think that's s- such a powerful statement. Being transparent in your accomplishments.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I love that, I love that. So the next question that I have, and I want, want to also continue to point out in the YouTube Live and the Facebook Live comment section, if you have a question, be sure to just drop that in the comments and we'll be sure to to uh, answer that question during this discussion. So the next question that I have is, how do you appreciate working behind the scenes before stepping into the spotlight? Because a lot of times, a lot of the hard work and the struggle that you're you're doing A lot of times it doesn't really get noticed until maybe a particular point. You might be in the valley climbing up the mountain like you had noted, Dr. Meeks. And until you really get to that mountaintop, all the work that it takes to get up there, you're not really being noticed. You're not really being thanked or saying, wow, that's amazing. So you're literally in the progress of climbing up. You're not in the spotlight, but you're working behind the scenes. How do we appreciate that? So I'll
2: start with you Dr. Meeks. Wow, that's a that's a that's a question right there. Um I I think you know what? You you it, it's like the valley experience. You appreciate the time that you have that that quiet time where you where you, How can I say it? When we receive ideas and inspiration Mm -hmm. from God, it's a prophetic ability to do that. Each one of us have that ability. We have the DNA of God inside of us. Amen. And so during that time, it's like an intimate time that God is pouring into you. Even if it's something that's going to manifest in the secular, you know, you are more attentive in that time, even to God. Not that you don't have a relationship after But it's like you're listening closely for his footsteps, for his, for the breath of God, for the blessing of God on what you're doing, for the direction of God, for the light of God. So in that moment, it's like, it's like you, you, you almost when you achieve, it's like, ah, it's over. What's next? You know? Like, what's the next thing that me and God is gonna work through, mm. and 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 some, you know, people have their relationship with him at different degrees. You know, some people just call on him when they need help, but nevertheless, they're still calling in that moment of preparation and and really getting things together. And so, I, I really feel like in that moment, it's 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 the whole process, mm. you know, it, yep, it's yep. um it's it's that valley process where where you know, you you're getting personalized attention, and you're getting poured into in order to manifest the mountaintop experience.
1: Mm.
0: I love that. That's good. That's good. Al,
1: I, I love what Doctor Meeks um, is saying, and I not know that from that same premise. Um, it, the thing about it is that it's it's so um, it's so easy to show people the stars, but very often we show them the scars. Mm. So, so easy to show them the stars, but very seldom we show people our scars. Mm-hmm. And I personally can tell you, um, sometimes people look at my life and they're like, you know, he's so accomplished and he's the an author of two books and he has his dad and that. And it sounds good to hear them talking about it. But when I go back into my life and look on the journey ahead, you know, I, I just look at a chat and I realize that my mother is on, on watching um the mm-hmm. show. It's a happy mother mom. Love you, love you. But um, my mom and I share a very personal experience. Um, I remember a time in my life when I was um, when I was sick and um, was at the, uh, the, the, the pin that started very early, successful very early at 19, very successful. You know, I um, had this bank job, and I would never forget the day when I went to that interview for the, that bank job, sick they would they, she could they, literally dressed me on the bed and to say let's go for this interview that I was called into and I realized that when I went on the interview I was nobody would know this but my mom does I don't think my wife knew this because she was living in the states at that point but I went in an interview I remember today I had a gray outfit a gray shirt a gray pants a brown shoes and like a blue tie on I remember it and so, it was like well, like almost like like 15 years ago and I remember that more morning my dad and mom drove me to an interview and I was resting on a pillow in the back seat with a bag for mm. overnight. It, they got so scared when I was in that interview room for over half an hour taking taking questions from five people around a table. And these people were feeding me questions, never realized that I didn't even had breakfast in my stomach because I could not eat at all. And I was drove. I drove right in that two hour bus um car ride into the interview and that was a groundbreaking job that changed my entire life. Everything I am today is because I drove into that moment. Mm, wow. And those things are not going to show up on my master's degree. Those things are not going to show up on my doctorate degree when I should move in that direction. Those are things that my parents and I experienced struggle in becoming successful. Mm. So when I, when I write my books... And when I do my empowerment um, session, a lot of people bring back great reviews that, wow, you're so impactful, you're so good. And that, that means something for them. But for me, it's assessment. That You know what, Al? For you to get better at yourself, you are, you, you're going to have to survive wow. more battles. Mm, wow. So the better I become is the better I am at surviving my attacks and battles. There is always another devil at your next level. So come on now, always wow. not a devil at your next level. Mm-hmm. If you doctorate degrees all that you're gonna go through all the stress, you watch when you get that job and somebody get intimidated by you walking in the room. Mm-hmm. You until you walk in somewhere and you start changing lives and those <laughs> people who were before you who were ineffective, they start feeling threatened and, 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 and plot all kind of things against you there's always going to be, an every, my wife can tell you, because she lived all the other half of what my mama experienced, and she can tell you, of all the times she's been with me, every elevation I've been through in this life came after a major attack.
0: Mm. Wow.
1: Every elevation I've been through in this life came after a major attack. I have to suffer before I am celebrated.
0: Woo, hallelujah. Wow, wow, that's awesome. Mm. That is awesome. So, mm. I want to, bring about this question and again you know if you have questions in the chat on facebook and youtube live be sure to drop them but during this season right how can we help young adults and teens to emphasize with them that this experience will make them stronger because you just said a pro- a profound statement that with every new level there's new devils right so that means mm-hmm. in order to move to the next level there are some things some inner strength that you have to build so how can we encourage them during this season that what they're experiencing now will only make them stronger and I'll start with you Alric
1: well the thing about it is, too, is that you know you have to look at like um, and even if we go back to these young people who have like missed all on their graduation and all that stuff it's like you know as Dr. Mita said it's commencement you know it's really the beginning of another phase right um, we don't even know what the academic world is going to look like after this for mm. what dorm rooms are going to look like after this, mm. what college campus learning is going to look like after this. And so, you know, we just have to um, navigate more meaning to our lives than just celebration and just um, being praised. I have to now see myself preparing myself for the world that needs me mm. because, um, you know, we can't operate any longer on the outdated versions of ourselves. And so we have to understand that this pandemic has shifted the world in a whole new place. And so I encourage young people: you have to start thinking about what is post-pandemic world need from me. What is what, what need will the post-pandemic world need um, for me? You know, um, is it time for me to re- reassess my major in school mm. and realize? that I may want to be this career choice person, but the world after this, they need more, more therapists, more counselors, more, you know, is it time for me to make a change against what was seemingly attractive and alluring to me Mm -hmm. and become relevant? And I think that as parents, this is a great time for us to help our children go through the assessment process. Because you know what? If we never had this pandemic to do the assessment process, some of these kids are gonna to go to school and they get dropped. They drop out first semester mm-hmm. because they realize all of this thing that the mom or dad or the family culture say you should be a doctor, you should be a this, you should be a that, and all these projected careers that they fall on, that they sit into. Now with this isolation, mm-hmm. let's go back to a reassessment. You know? mm-hmm. Let's go back to planning process and see what do you see yourself doing in the changing world?
0: That's powerful. That's powerful. Dr. Meeks, you wanna chime in?
2: Yeah, I, I really think this is a this is a time to really emphasize in in spiritual legacy too. Yes. Um one of the things that I'm working on next is is another book about prayer. And um, you know, one of the things that made me the way I am and made me able to execute during difficult times, is my mother didn't just pray for me. She said, come on, we're going to pray about this and this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to go to God. And I I talk about it in my book that I didn't really want, you know, like, oh, brother, here we go. She don't she can't stop when she start. So now I'm going to be. Kneeling with her, cooperating, but probably falling asleep, you know, but in the midst of this of of everything that happened, it was like uh, it was an exercise that was laying a foundation for me and, and helping me to maneuver even through my pain. So I think that this is a time for spiritual legacy for us to really show our kids you know, we, this is the times that we've talked about. Mm. This is the times, this is the stuff that's happening that we, you know, you sit in Sunday school class. I mean, I me- I remember after defending my dissertation, I was like, Lord, is the rapture next? Or uh, maybe. I don't know, you know, but, but this is a time to, 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 to build legacy with them and really, you know, help them work through. What is happening? Work through difficulty in a spiritual kind of way. Mm, um, mm. Um, and you know, one of the things about um, Jeremiah nine, which is where my next book is coming from, Wailing Woman, is the prophet implored them to teach their daughters wailing. Teach mm, yeah. them. Wow. You know, don't yeah. only don't only pray for them. Don't only encourage them. Listen. Get up from that spot of discouragement and begin now to forge your path to prayer. Yeah. Because listen, I, I might not feel sorry for you because I don't had three graduations. But what you're going through and your generation is going through, this is your first time. This is your high school graduate. Listen, take that opportunity now to go to God and say, God, what would you have me to do in this generation? You know, how am I going to affect change with everything I've been taught in Sunday school? You know, and so I think it's really a time to build spiritual legacy um, You know, and just to really help the ch- help young people to exercise their faith.
0: I love that, that is awesome, that is awesome. And so now, what can families do, right? So we know we can't have the celebration the way we expected it, but mm-hmm. for that young person, for that young adult, for that adult that has just graduated from high school, from, from college, from their postgraduate degree, what can we do as a family to help celebrate the graduates. So I'll start with you, Al. What are some ideas, maybe some tips of what we can do as a family to celebrate the, gradu- the graduate?
1: So, um, if we go back into um, the first time the world experienced anything like this, which is almost over 100 mm-hmm. years ago, right? there are so many um, changes that took place in the world, um, mm-hmm. so many companies that were formed and business ideas and advancement in, that took place you know, um, after that 1918 pandemic. And I, what I look back on is that I didn't see where there was a mass exodus of young people changing the world after that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of something that you, we read in the, in the news. But we're living now in an era where young people are, uh, right, where, where before the pandemic, driving a lot of where the world is at right now. Take for example, the owner of Facebook is a young guy, right? Um, Wealthy innovators are young people who are using, studying the times that they're living in and creating these applications, creating platforms and, and, and creating all these places that young people are attractive to and they're making crazy money and you, you can, they're given a platform, you can go on YouTube and make mm-hmm. all this great change. And so, I ask myself a question now, right? Um, what investment? Can our parents make in their children's future mm. um, based on what their potential lies ahead, right? And so it, it may, I, I look at, you know, the stock market will come back. And so, you know, we never see our young people be interested in buying stocks. It always seems like yeah. an adult phenomenon, right? And I'm like, saying all this money we're saving because, you know, I remember today my wife went to the store and she texted me and she said, oh my God, I'm spending all this money on food. I'm like, oh, it's okay. What are we doing right now anyway? Praying and eating. That's all we're doing right now. All we're doing is <laughs> shopping. There's some other things that happened this year. We ain't going nowhere. We're going to, uh, you know, we're going to pray and eating. And so I say to myself now, as a parent, I'm looking at what will the needs be of my children after this pandemic is over. The changing world is going to require changes in their life and how can I use what I'm learning now to plan for their future so that they don't um, grow up and struggle with the change? And so, you know, it's a good time, like I said earlier, the parents start opening, for those parents who didn't have savings accompany their children, you know, a great time to have savings accompany your children. Also, you know, dieting. You know, we know that African-American population is... um, struggling a lot with this pandemic and because of what's going on that we are experiencing we're we're a smaller percent of the population but we're higher in the death, right? And so I American people are dying mm. fast in this pandemic, right? And other reasons why, because we didn't spend time to, when I look at my, like I work in a predominantly white neighborhood, like I'm the only black person that work at my job mm-hmm. and uh, when I look at the kids who come to my school, what they are break for lunch? Oh my goodness! It, it always they convict me every day to get my life together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I pack these kids with some healthy, good food, and they really eat healthy, and they're like so on top of their their game. And I'm like, see, that's a transfer of knowledge that these parents benefited from living that lifestyle of being healthy. And we know that there's always going to be that disparity in resources. But now that we're we're seeing that, you know what, our young people are being impacted by the health, their health are being impacted by the food choices, we can start, you know, tweaking that with them too. And sometimes it's not that the parents don't have the money to buy the healthy food. Sometimes our kids aren't trained to appreciate the healthy food. Mm. So let's start. Now in this pandemic, let's try to rewire the brains. Let's try to start practicing in our own that while we're here, and we're gonna try our best as the resources are available to eat healthy. And so we can make quality improvement, you know, that is sometimes monetary in terms of saving for their future needs and also preserving their lives so they can live longer.
0: I love that. That is awesome. imparting on to the next generation habits that will help them to be successful. I love that. I have two two stories. When I was graduating uh, uh, in my undergrad, my bachelors, there was one person that was um, telling me what her father did for graduations. So her brother had just graduated from middle school and he bought him stocks in the stock market. That was his graduation gift. So he picked Mm -hmm. whatever stock he wanted and you know with most kids they are gonna pick a company like you know that they know about like Toys R Us or something. But he allowed the child to go through the process of buying a stock and he did the same thing with her High school and college graduation And I thought that was impactful And I even remember At my high school graduation Someone gave me the book Rich Dad Poor Dad That was my Mm -hmm. graduation gift So I, I think that's profound That one of the things that you can do During this time is to give them nuggets of wisdom Whether it's a book Maybe you should give them a New Testament Give them nuggets of wisdom That they can take with them And especially if there's a person that may not Be saved, or may not be, you know, following the calling on their life like they should. That would be a good time to drop, you know, something that would help encourage them along that way. I love that, Dr. Meeks. I'd like you to uh comment on that as well. So, what can families do to celebrate their graduates during this time?
2: I I agree with Al on that one. Um, I I pulled my daughter's credit with her. (laughs) <laughs> and she and I, I gave her a little, you know, some tutorials on things that she has to look forward to, and you know, things that's going to be expected of her as a grown adult, and the things that she's going to need to continue to be successful. And I had done some things already that she didn't know about, and when she pulled it, she's like, "Oh my!" I thank you for thinking about me and trying to plan ahead and stuff. You know, um, there's things that I've had on the checklist even with stocks and stuff, and we've talked about little apps and things like that that, um, she could get involved in. Um, one of the things that's my passion is is, I guess not. I, I don't know how to word them, but maybe. Um, books that are black classics, mm. you know, that they kind of fill in the gaps for for the kids, the things that they don't know about um, our background and our history that mm. that can help them and help them to reflect and help to kind of like stabilize them a little bit. You know, um, some books that I've read, they, they didn't read when they were in school. Um, and you know, I've taken the opportunity to, to visit those things with them. I wanted to start a book club with them, but I didn't, mm. um, it's kind of hard for me cause I was already working virtually. So they sort of just invaded my space. Um, so it was a little challenging for me. Um, but one of the things that I did is I, I watched, um, documentaries with them and paused and had discussions and stuff. So I, I think, um, that in celebrating, um, you know, young people, I think it's good to, to celebrate them and, and do things with them that we wouldn't normally have a chance to do to prepare them for their future. Mm. And also, do things, I don't know if I'm articulating this well, but do do the same things you've been doing but at a slower pace.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, so I, I was watching, you know, I would tell them I want to watch a show with them and everybody would roll their eyes and they would go five different ways. Now it's sort of like they were trapped and, so we would watch the shows, and I would stop and say, "Well, how do you feel about this, you know, or whatever? Or do you know what they meant by that? Let me help you, you know." So it's a time to-, to me; those things create bonds, mm, you know, yes. and they help a little bit. Um, and 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 I don't know everything about what my what my kids need, you know. I I don't know everything, but if 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 I feel like something's important or something's important to them. You know, I, I've taken the time to try to like do a little research to see what I can do to help to enhance them or make them happy because you know they're in a different generation from me. I know I look young and beautiful, but they're in a different generation than me. So you know, I I don't know everything, and so this is the time I think that I think that you helping me to reflect inward, Al, in that I'm also going to. Um, Find out what I can do to to celebrate my daughter the way she wants to be celebrated, mm. you know, and 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 not just dismiss that she's not maybe verbalizing that she's not going to have a physical graduation, but take the time to really see what she want she wants. I know my mother's been doing that, um, but I really haven't been doing it, and I think this is the time that that I would advise other parents to do it, and I'm also going to do it to just look deeper into what the person really wants.
0: Amen. I love that. I love that. So now the final question for this evening, uh, we talked about what the family can do, but as the body of Christ, what can the church do to celebrate these graduates? Right. Um, Many of these graduates, whether, you know, teenagers or or adults, um, they've been in the church. They've been invested maybe in ministry. The church has poured into them. So during this time, what can the church do? What can the body of Christ do to celebrate these graduates? And Al, I'll start with you.
1: All right. So, this, uh, so I am born in church all my life. So I am. I, I speak. I, this is my disclaimer. I speak very, very highly of the body of Christ because I represent the gospel of Jesus Christ. But on social issues, I um. The church and I are not always on the same page, Um, because um, my challenge with the body of Christ is that we we collect an offering for everything, but but the next generation. (laughs) We collect an offering for everything but the next generation. So true. To be honest, young people go struggle so much to go on trips and events and explore the world because it's like for the church, we need a bigger building and realizing that the bigger building is building up the younger people in church because they're going to go to Wall Street and work that nice job and come back to the types of offering and so in the ministry and help us grow at a massive scale than we can do through this um, block drive and all these other localized things that we do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not happy with all the church um, investing in our young people. I think... Um, we grew up in Jamaica, and they say, we need prayers and potatoes, right? And so, um, for so often that we know we're, we're going to we bring all the college kids to the altar, and we lay hands on them, and we pray over the future, but we don't even realize what the true needs are. How many churches have a scholarship fund that yeah. would open times now with these families, mm. losing income, and the changes in college um, adjustment, and... Maybe dorm rooms are gonna be too much to handle. they ain't gonna have to live in localized spaces. How many church writers collect an offering for the people who are going to college? Wow how, mm. how many us say that you know what we're gonna we're gonna donate this offering that we're gonna collect now you know for the young people who are going after college. And so for a long time, these young people they, they helped build up our community. They come to and dance, and they do skits, and they mm-hmm. act, and they sing, and they do all of these activity. Young people are always so busy in church, mm-hmm. but trying to come to the exporter to college, you were lucky if you get $500 from your pastor as a thank you for all the times that you, you know, I was working behind the camera, and I wasn't getting paid. But all mm-hmm. the time, you know, doing um the drum, and wasn't even really getting what I should get. You, you gave me the offering, but... I should have gotten more, and I mean. And now, what happened is that the church goes through a period of deficit because these young people don't come back because mm-hmm. they feel the investment. But mm. you, they know that my church gave me five thousand dollars towards my college education. That is going to be a seed in their life, and they are not going to be rested until they come back and pour something back to the church. Mm. And that is we get what we call stimulus checks. The government. The government give us stimulus check because they want us to stay alive and not like just fall off or drives. They want us to stay up and believe in the economy. They want us to stay positive and believe that the stocks are going to go back up. And that stimulus check is a psychological tool. Mm. They plan to make sure that we keep faith in the economy. What are we handing over to rich mm. people? Yes, can keep the body of Christ.
0: Mm. That's awesome. I love that, Doctor Meeks.
2: Lord, I was biting my tongue. I didn't want (laughs) to shout. You're taking me to church. Come on, with a piece of truth in it. You know what? The thing about it is, is I cannot add anything to what you said in that regard because I believe what you said 100%. What 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 came to me is that the church does not know their power in the community. You know? Oh, um, sometimes we may not have money, and and so forth. But how about pastors reaching out to organizations that exist in the community to to create mentorship for these young people? Mm. You know, have have some of these people who are in the community that are lawyers, that are doctors come in to provide mentorship it, you know I think I think that they should the young people should be re- rewarded for what they've done and I agree with you and I experienced so much of that when I was a young person in church and I felt like sometimes that my the college education part was was being seen as unimportant you know but nice, there's a nice. to us and we you have to develop yourself academically as well as spiritually and the church abandons you when you're doing that you know, mm. but then they're they looking for your ties and offering. but I'm not going to say no more about what Brother Al just said. I'm just going to move on. <laughs> but I think that the church needs to, if, you, if we really care about our, our young people, we will get more active in the community and use our power as a pastor, as a bishop, to reach out to Chase Bank, reach out to um, public supermarket, reach out and say, listen, We have some graduates that are, are, do you have any marketing specialists? Do you have any general counsel that can come in and give advice? You know, do a panel for us. You know, are you hiring anybody? You know, they've invested in our community, you know, and these are our community. What can you do for us? Um, And I think that's a good... um, Reward, too, you know, to get back to the young people to provide to provide some type of networking,
0: yes, yes,
2: and you know we might not be able to do it because we might not have be in that field or accomplished in what they're looking the field they're looking to go in, but we can use our resources the church doesn't realize how much power we have in communities Ooh, mm. that you is know so true
0: that is so true now before we end and I just want us to provide just a brief word of encouragement to a young person, to a young adult, maybe an adult who have just graduated and they're stepping into the next phase of their life, of their ministry, their future. I would like just provide a word of encouragement. And I'll start with you, Dr. Meeks.
2: Um, I just want to encourage all the young people that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And everything that you are, all the gifts and talents that are inside of you, God placed them inside of you from the inception of time. He told even the prophet Jeremiah that I knew you before I w- you were formed in your mother's womb. Mm-hmm. So everything that you're doing now is you're walking out the manifestation of who you are. Um, and so if nobody celebrates you, even when you don't want to celebrate yourself, still be committed to what the, the masterpiece that you are in God. Mm. Be committed during the highs. Be committed during the lows. Be committed um, when you're under construction. Um, but, but let your life be uh, a masterpiece to the glory of God. Yes. And sometimes yes. you will never be recognized for who you are. You will never get the accolades that you truly desire. The one thing that you, you can say is at the end of your life that you've developed everything that God has given. Don't you know when you the talents that you have don't hide them, invest those talents and continue to um, to cause them to grow. And as you grow and as you invest in them and as you use them, you're gonna see that mo- you're gonna receive more talents. You're gonna receive more things that some of the things you you would you didn't even think that you were capable of. Um, But I I want to encourage you to look inward at what God has created and see the beauty in yourself Um, and and just continue to pour in yourself. Eventually, you know, the world will see it and eventually, you know, you're going to you're going to go out and, and really be able to manifest who you are in Christ. But I, I would encourage you to be be empowered, stay grounded in the Word of God. Feed mm-hmm. your spirit. You are a spirit. You live in a body, and you have a soul. Feed your sec- the secular part of you that needs you know to to develop, and, and also feed your spiritual talents and your spiritual gifting. Feed them with the Word of God, and you will see you will see just roads roadways open up for you because the Bible said that your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men and I, I want to employ you and encourage you that in that room is everything that you're looking for but you first have to em- em- embrace that gift and develop that gift and go through those valley moments so that you can have that great moment.
0: I love that. That's awesome. Al? Yeah. That's so powerful Dr. Meese.
1: And um just to add like one last sentence to all that because I mean everything said um is that um See this pandemic experience as wind beneath your wings. Um, See this pandemic experience as the wind beneath your wings. And just know that it's not time for you to fly. It's not time for you to fly. Use this experience um, as the wind beneath your wings. Let it blow you into your next great opportunity. Let this experience um, take you off in journeys and um, corridors of life that you never imagined. But never see it on the ground after this. Fly.
0: I love that. I love that. Yes. And I would just like to encourage the young people. That your purpose is greater than your struggle. And greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. Yes, this is a struggle not being able to celebrate the way you expect it to. But guess what? You're going to have more struggles. As you go mm-hmm. forward in your future, in your destiny, you're going to have more struggles. But remember this, your purpose is greater than your struggles. And he that is within you has equipped you with all that you need to not only achieve all the things that you need to achieve, but to do it with excellence. To not only survive, but to thrive. So I just want to encourage you today, as you move forward, God is going to truly bless you and do great things in your life and in your ministry. And we are here to pray for you and to encourage you. And before we go, it's just a few announcements that I want to bring about. And so we have coming up this Saturday, May 16th, just a week from now, we have for such a time as this, our online youth conference. It's going to be an excellent time. We have Pastor Michelle Allen Dell, we have Minister ja- Jave Ellis, Psalmist Dana Blackwood, and myself, and many others. We even have our brother Ryan from the Albany area. He's going to be ministering as well in song, and we have various young people throughout this region that's going to be coming together to have this online conference. I'm encouraging you, both young and old, come and support. We're going to have another discussion just like this during the time of this conference so the normal reach discussion that we have during this time is going to be at a little bit at an earlier time during the day and you'll get all that information as we move forward but i'm encouraging you to come out it's going to be live on facebook live and youtube live just like we're doing now it starts at 12 p.m eastern on may 16 2020 so i'm encouraging you to come out and support i mean you're going to be home so you might as well just be fed amen 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 And then I'm going to have Al, if you can just, uh, if you have any things you want to promote as well.
1: I I have my my two books. They're available on my website, IEmpowerYouNow.com. The one is about the Involved Parent, and um, the other is about Nine Ways to Empower Yourself. So if you go on my website, IEmpowerYouNow.com, you'll find my books available. I also have um, this series I'm doing right now um, titled Between Hurting and Healing. I really focus on helping people to navigate a life of freedom, having gone through hurt. And so, you know, I look forward to share that space with those who are interested.
0: Amen. All right. And I want to point out again that we have the Church of God of Prophecy has a free online course called Yes, Responding to God's Call. The link is in the description is being shown on the screen and we can drop it in the comments if you're interested. It's completely free and it's available to all those, whether you're in the Church of God of Prophecy or not. So we're encouraging you to take this course. It's for those who are just starting out in ministry, maybe youth ministers who are just getting their feet wet. And this is to help you to understand the calling that God has in your life and how to move forward in your particular ministry and to move forward in the future. So I'm encouraging you to take that course and i just wanted to take a moment right before i ask dr meeks if she has anything she wants to promote is to highlight and congratulate dr cornelia meeks for graduating with it's Basically, it's a doctor of education, but it's the same degree, similar study in organizational leadership and communication. I did organizational leadership with a focus on church leadership. So I just want to congratulate you on this big accomplishment. And I know that God has great things in store. I mean, you struggled to get there and it's not for you did not struggle in vain. God has great things that he's going to do. So I just want to congratulate you in this moment. And I just want to, as I hand it over to you, if you have anything that you want to promote or talk about uh, the f- the floor is yours.
2: Thank you so much, Doctor Daly. You made me cry. Um, get myself together now. I'm back on screen. Um, I just wanted to tell everybody that I, I have a book out. The birthing chair It's my first book, where I talk about my um experiences of of how God used pain in my life to push me towards my purpose. And um, you, it's available on all of the, the book channels, Amazon, um, Nook, iBooks, everything. Um, but if you want to sign copy, you can go to uh, CorneliaMeeks.com or ActivatingThePower.com and I will sign a copy and send it to you.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right. So I want to thank everyone for being a part of this panel discussion. The reach, we are going to continue. We will be back next week because we have the conference. It's going to be at a different time earlier. So please look out on the Facebook page for details of the time and when it's going to happen. But I want to thank everyone for coming out. Um, I I was blessed with this discussion. I'm sure you were blessed and I'm Mm -hmm. encouraging you when you come back, share it with your friends, with your family. Let's keep the discussion going so we can continue to reach people that need to be reached during this time. And before we go out, I just want us to just, I'm gonna ask Dr. Meese, if you could just breathe a word of prayer to, to pray for all of those who are graduated and moving on to the next level, the families that are graduating and not being able to celebrate it, just pray for those graduates before we end.
2: Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and praise you for the power that's in your name father your father your your god you have exalted your son above every principality and every power we have dominion over all the works of the enemy and we know that all things work together for the good of those that love god who are the call according to his purpose i pray now for those graduates for those those families my god that you will bring peace into their heart and their mind father god let a spirit of gratefulness god replace any spirit of sorrow or anxiety that may come over them from this um event god and for what is going on let them not feel uncertain about their future i pray my god that they will reflect on the good things that you've done in their lives and cause them to gain confidence your word said that we should cast not our confidence aside but this our mighty god hallelujah you are the maker of heaven and earth all things were created by you and yes, for you, yes, and without man. you was not anything made that was made. So, my God, if you have brought them down this path, my God, you have Father, a way, you have a place that their purpose is gonna be manifested. Give them the stamina, my God. Give them, let their minds, my God, be steadfast, my God. Let their minds not waver about who you are this hour, and help them, my God, to be still and know that you are God. Amen, I pray God. this hour that you would open doors. Doors of opportunity for them, my God. For the parents, Lord, they got loans to pay back. Mm. Open doors of opportunity for those parents, my God. Continue to give them provision in their homes, my God, during this time of transition that we are going through in the world. Because even though we're in the wilderness, I know, my God, that you're about to open streams in the desert for these families. Yes, Lord. My God, bring a testimony out of this for these families, my God. And Father God, even those that need to realize their place in ministry, my God, if you got to redirect... I pray that this will be the time and the season that you will give them clarification. Bless those families, my God. Bless everyone, my God, that is in youth ministry that has to empower these young people. Yes, yes. Bless, Lord. bless Pastor Allen and Dr. Daly, my God. That as they pour out, my God, you will pour back into them for their own families. We pray in the mighty and miraculous name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Meek. And I'd like to thank everyone for joining. We will be back next week. And we'll be back every week after that. So continue to come on, join the conversation as we give glory to God and engage each other and reach all those who are dealing with stuff in this pandemic. God bless you all. And I'll see you back next week.